Okay, well... You know, I couldn't get my hashtags up there because uh, I'm doing this from the phone. There's a little studio on the phone, but when I went to the to the tags, uh, it wouldn't come back to the uh, to the live feed. Maybe I have to update the app. I don't know. I'll, you know, I, I really love hate relationship with Spreaker. It's just that you guys get a notice. You know, you show up and 
chat about things and share the spirit. Because really, who we are is this. Who am I? Well, if I look back on my life, I was obviously put here for the purpose of being a witness, but for God's purpose and not for uh, a typical <clears throat> person's purpose that, that would be born into you know, a family and say in a normal circumstance, go to school and be, um, uh, you know, raised to have a career and, and a family and conform to the world and um, then sold a retirement plan and and then next, next Next number. Now that wasn't my path, but I mean it's very, very clear from the from day one there was a some sort of purpose that I, I maybe didn't wasn't aware of, but I wasn't able to really see myself in comparison to other things or other people. I don't you see how crazy you are? Don't you see? You know whatever the. Um, thing is, or the comparison was, I was not able to uh, differentiate between um, other people and myself and, or, or you know, look in the mirror and say, oh, you're an odd one. Because there was nothing really, I, I didn't, it just never really even occurred to me. Um, or you, you must have some kind of uh, purpose that needs to be discovered because you're not like the others or, or, you know, but there's always been that kind of thing, but I've never been able to really see it. You know what I mean? So I kept trying to be um, treated like normal, but I, you, you know, wasn't. And then I felt, you know, that I, you know, played the victim card probably. And um, eventually, in came the psychiatrist and the uh, and the drugs. Um, to uh, what was the purpose of the psychiatrist and you know mental hospitals and drugs and things? I yeah, that, I mean you could really go into it. I listened to the interview, a really excellent interview with Roseanne Barr and Alex Jones, a really odd couple, and. Uh, but it was uh, delightful because it's mainly her, her point of view on things, and um, I I was unaware of the fact I knew I knew she was sympathetic toward um, women who had been trafficked and had uh, and, you know mul- multiple personalities and I'd always I had always uh, been around that and you know been through that myself, but I'd always been around it th- through my mother who was a Oh, a, a raging, multiple, just insane, uh, completely insane. But um, and then you know those those multiples come also from you know abuse and trauma, and um, you know there is a there there's um, I'm being a little bit like jazz here rather than. Uh, you know, classical, but, um, and there were people, there were Christians that would catch me saying something and they say, you see, Zeph, you're split. You, you don't even know you just said that, or you said this in the early days of the Zeph report, there was all kinds of 
people that were posing as Christians, you know, and they're pretty much soulless, uh, you know, saying, gotcha, you, 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 you know, we caught you being split. And um, I never said I was perfectly well. I just, you know, appeared as the Zeph report. And I think, but I've got some, some observations about um, some of the things that Roseanne was talking about yesterday are, I think, prophetically uh, really pertinent for today. She's, I believe she's about 73 years old. And so she is in a good position, wisdom-wise, to, to, to impart some things. But some things I need to also straighten out because I think a really important topic is Jesus and multiple personalities of people. Jesus and multiplicity. Or, you know, if you like, extreme psychological trauma causing multiple personalities in Jesus' followers and what happens um, to those who really do have faith. Well, one thing uh, that I've noticed is at least... Because I've also attracted a lot of multiples to the to the show. I think they think. I guess we're all feel like a, 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 some sort of connection. Yeah, we're we're still in the butt. We're heading, you know, back, and uh, we have a little discussion going on whether we shouldn't have done this with the dogs or not. But the dogs are. Come on, Benson, please. <laughs> Benz has now proven himself as a really great social dog, you know what I mean? He just loves other dogs, and he just, he, he runs with them. And so we're so happy to, that's what we discovered on the trip, we discovered he's a, but we also were dealing with, you know, <clears throat> a bus, bus is breaking down, and, you know, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of stuff, but it's, uh, it's all good because the Lord prevailed. <clears throat> um, God willing, we'll, you know, be, you know, back home. But I don't know. To me, the road is home as well. Um, the road is other people. And I've seen so many people between here and Florida that are on the same page. It's really, it's really quite spectacular, actually. But anyway, to just clear this up, so Roseanne was claiming to be MP. She said, I'm MPD, a term I haven't heard in a long time. I've heard of, uh, you know, people saying they're, they're dissociative. And I think that's the main thing that happens with trauma-based abuse, whether it's planned, as in, say, you know, mind control, MK Ultra type you know, program uh, of, of using, um, you know, psychedelic drugs and other drugs, and then, and then having traumas in order to split that person. And so they call that DID, you know, dissociative identity disorder, which is another, you know, bullshit term from psychiatrists. But um, and then the other one is a multiple personality syndrome, which hasn't been used in years. I don't even think it's in the modern um, uh, psychiatric, uh, you know, dictionary, the MSD, whatever it's called, you know. And uh, but she was claiming to be a, a multiple personality person, survivor, and that, and she was mentioning her psychiatrist before about it being kind of like a contest, and I could really relate to that. But, see, here's the thing. In Christ, and then, then she was saying that MPDs are used for their psychic abilities. Well, 
all of us as children were used for our psychic abilities. You know, and I, I just feel like we were, you know, in a similar thing. I don't know. But, but used to, um, you know, to be tested for psychic abilities. Uh, not just in knowing what's going to happen, but, you know, also there are children that are trained to be weapons. You know, and, and they lose that ability as they get older. And, and this goes on right now. It's going on in Russia. It's going on, it's going on all over the world where children are recruited to then, you know, put them together and then focus on, you know, taking out targets or, you know, it's just a little bit like black magic almost. Um, same, same family of, of, of uh, things God hates. She had talked a little bit about um, uh, also black magicians and a lot of what's, you know, being caused now and, and how, you know, uh, you know, we have the victory in Christ but the Satan and his magicians and his people and his minions, you know, to try to trick us into thinking we haven't won. So we don't claim that victory and we don't have that, 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 that firm faith that we know we have the victory. It's not even a question. We know we have the victory. It's not even a question. It's done. It was, it was, and if you needed more proof, it was done at the cross. And that, that's it. So they try to say, oh, that's a myth. But whatever they do, it doesn't really matter because... Because in the end, and this is what's important, Satan is a created being. God is the creator. End of story. That should be the final end of everything, of, the, of the, uh, any kind of argument. And people that love the earth are crazy. They're trying to figure out a way to, to live forever, to keep loving the earth. It's to love God and God's flow, God's creations, God's way, to be like God, to have God create through you, right? You make a decision to go do something, it's really God, God's will going on through you. So he's creating through you. So you're a, made in the image of God, so you can create like God. And eventually, you're, you know, and ultimately, you're, you're eternal like God. So is there a multiple personality syndrome like psychiatrists have labeled it for trauma-based abuse survivors? Um, I'm just going to make a bold statement. I, I, I don't believe that there is a, a that there is multiplicity of personalities at all in Christ. You know, and I understand how people can be have faith and then and then become someone else for a while, maybe even a devil, and and then come back to it. And then a deliverance minister would say, "We got to cast that that demon out." That's what Jesus would say. See, and Jesus is the real singularity. It's it's one, you know. There, so, if you truly are in Christ, truly gone through that baptism, and it's hard to know, because sometimes you do question yourself. It's hard to know. And, you know, it's, it's, you go by your experience, you go by, you know, all the, the what you've witnessed, would God do that for a non-believer, you know? But a non-believer is also potentially a non-entity. So here we have, you know, and I don't disagree, you know, I, I, my heart goes out to her for the, you know, for the pain, you know, the, 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 I feel a kind of a connection to that very same pain, that, that psychiatric pain, that, you know, rejection of family, you know, the, 
so many of these kids are thrown in these mental hospitals and then they're just tortured, you know. And um, and that includes every torture, you know, rape and, right, kids in a hospital, you know, you don't think the staff is going to rape them, you're crazy. So, but I don't believe that a, that Christ... If one is fully consummated in Christ, okay, it's you're, you're, you're born again, you uh, have a new heart, and, and, you know, Jesus, another name for Jesus is, I make all things new. So you are made new. Now, you can go back to the old, you know, and then Paul said, you know, uh, you know, the old man is dead, the new man lives. You know, new wine and new wineskins. It's all about this new beginning, but then that beginning is eternal. But that beginning is one thing. It's one. It's not two. It's not three. It's one. And so a multiple personality person in Christ would become a single personality person. That personality would be Christ-oriented. Right? At the end of the day, it's going to be Christ that prevails. Like when we have arguments with people or we have disagreements we get in an agreement with prayer, it always ends with a single solution. You know, even if uh, people I disagree with and then they disagree with, we have to make a decision on something, say a business thing or whatever, there's always going to be a solution because we're in Christ, we're going to pray for a solution and we're going to and we're going to come with a solution and then ask the Lord to bless that solution. We're not going to be, you know, it's not a game like the world plays where they're at odds forever. One guy's, you know, most companies, people are trying to like, blackmail the top CEOs and stuff so they can take their spot. Um, you know, and that's uh, that's not how it is in Christ. In Christ, it's like you become Christ-motivated and and those principles and those things and a Jesus heart and a Jesus mind. And that Jesus mind is um, doesn't operate like the old carnal mind. So the solutions are always going to be, you know, based on love and not fear, but based on also wisdom. And as I was trying to say yesterday, you can pray for um, things that you don't have and God will give them to you. For example, wisdom. You can pray just like Solomon for wisdom and you will get wisdom. You know, um, I prayed for a silly thing. And I, and I regretted it uh, later, but God gave it to me anyway. And it was being good at, um, you know, making snarky comeback comments on Twitter. And I know, because I was never really, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a language file. I'm, I'm an English uh, uh, appreciator. I'm, I love uh, literature and you know, the turn of a phrase, so to speak. And in fact, I sh- should be reading more poetry and stuff because... Uh, there's a lot of great stuff out there to think about, but anyway, um, intellectual, y- y- you know. But I wasn't really, you know, the, the, the people would come and make a comment to me, and I really didn't have a, some kind of thing for them. So I prayed this, you know, and said, "Lord, if you want me on Twitter, I got to be able to defend myself, or at least come back with something that people can, you know, that can at least divide the argument, or you know, keep some dignity." So he gave that to me, and I started, you know, before you know it, I was just slinging it all around, you know, coming up with one thing after another after another, just like an endless supply 
of comebacks and, and you know, and, you know countering and you know, taking, you know, big celebrities and turning turning a phrase, you know, showing how foolish or stupid they are. And and so all that was flowing. And I and I'd, I wondered why there was a block, because I'd always had a certain kind of wit, I, but not this this kind of comeback wit. I guess that's a comedian's wit. And... Um, and then after a while of, of doing these comments and making my point, getting getting a whole bunch of people to go, yay, blah, 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 and getting other people to get mad and, but not really be able to, to say anything, you know, like have my comment stand as the comment and everything they say just to be garbage, thrown in the trash can. And after a while of that, I, I, I felt foolish. I said, Lord, why in the world? Well, you know, because I felt, you know, bested by people at times, you know, and they'd say a nasty comment. I wouldn't say anything. And then now that I've been given that, and so he gave me that ability instantly and it never went away. And then I've just curbed it myself because I think that I, I just believe for me, it's a waste of time. I mean, and you know, to be focusing around on Twitter, you know, playing gotcha or making comments on how stupid the worlders are or whatever i mean we is that really a good you know you know what i mean i just felt like what a fool and i felt like in a sense god was chastising me and saying you have all this ability with language and um you know and writing and different things and do you really have to be one of these snarky people that can make these comeback lines and the answer is i asked for it and i got it and i have it actually even up to last night, I've got it if I need it, but I decided to temper it and taper it back and that uh, discretion was the better part of valor after all, right? And uh, I realized that, well, there is no valor in comeback statements and snark- snarky behavior online. There's a higher road is to, um, say, quote scripture for people that need it. I certainly love seeing scripture in the midst of a political argument and someone posts a uh, a beautiful phrase from the Bible, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's it, you know, that's it. Soothes my soul, you know. And how am I soothing? So, you know, so there, there is. At the same time, God does get angry. You know, one guy he focused me on was that sad guru guy. I mean, that guy, but he's so dumb that, you know, and so unwitty that. And so un-guru-like that I, um, I just thought, well, this will take care of itself. How, how could a guy like this ever get followed? Plus, he's WEF. He's Klaus Schwab trained. He wants to, to shrink the population. I think he's going around talking about saving the soil. He just talks out both sides of his ass all day long. Like, not unlike many gurus in India um, and elsewhere. So... Um, yeah, sad is sad. It's just it's he is sad. It's so so easy to to um, you know to sort of deal with and and but then after a while, I just thought you know and I I know a couple of things I said you know got under people's skin and all that. And I'm I'm like Lord, is that my is that the use of my time now? Sitting on the internet like a you know a 15 year old going after doing gotcha should I go to TikTok next you know we can we can do the uh, we can start you know attacking the woke and the you know the tri today I listened to a, a thing about trigender 
and and I, honestly, um, it's not. It's you know, at some point, there has to be uh, discipline. You know, I mean, with me, that okay, that's not what I'm going to deal with. You know what I mean? It, it's. I understand it's very popular, but it's too silly to deal with. And, you know, whether they're mentally ill or not and, you know, just wanting to be in the club, I don't know and I don't care because all of it uh, has nothing to do with um, gender or sex or any you know, freedom or, or anything they're talking about. All of it has to do with um, mind control and uh, uh, social control. And so why should I, you know what I mean? Is there a better use of my time? So the Lord is, you know, so there's that, that he will, but he will give you, you know, just like I wanted that, that ability of commentary on Twitter, you know, to, to be in that, to be a Twitter, you know, uh, a witty Twitter guy. And really, I, I noticed a great acceleration of that talent. And then I realized I had, I had, Obviously, I was reacting to the fact that I felt bested by other people, which should never be a reason to get anything or ask anything. But here I was, like a child, uh, doing this. And um, it's been a great lesson to me. But the better lesson, there's a greater lesson, a lesser lesson. The lesser lesson is a lot of stuff we think we need, we don't really need. You know what I mean? It's coming from... Not from a place of love. It's not coming from a place of, of wisdom. It's not coming from, from a place of getting right with God. It's not coming from a place of the spirit. It's coming from the place of, of the world. And we know what the world is. So, but, but the other, the greater message is for me to tell you. You ask the Lord something you're not good at, something you need to be better at, something that you need to learn, whatever it is. He will give it to you and pretty much... Every time I've asked him or something like that, I've gotten it instantly. You know, be careful what you ask for, of course. I mean, but, you know, like like a kid getting bullied in school and beaten up every day and gives it to the Lord. You know, says, Lord, I don't know what to do. Please help me. My parents won't help me. And so the kid gets, uh, you know, gets this, uh, you know, um, you know, a right hook. Or the kid berates the bully and, you know, gets knocked down and stands back up and becomes Christ-like and takes it. I don't, whatever the thing is, uh, God will give it to you. No matter how small it seems, God will give it to you. At work, the other, everyone else seems to be way ahead of you and getting something done and you'd like to, you wish you had that skill or it could be, you know, whatever. Sure, that God will give those things. Those things that you think are little things, God will give them. Um, but a greater use, I think, of my time would be, you know, Lord, if there's any strife, if there's any problem, if there's any anything, you know, please solve it. Because I know for a fact that when I go in to solve something, me of, you know, in, in a flesh body and mind, uh, nothing gets solved. It's only the Lord that can, you know, soften our heart, guide our hearts, guide us to a solution. So if, um, you know, okay, if I have a problem with somebody because they're a criminal or they're, they're, they're trafficking, 
you know, uh, you know, people. Um, I could confront them. They could shoot me. Something could happen. I can give that to the Lord, and um, you know, it with it, and ask the Lord, well, what should I do about this situation? You know, and usually it's you know, prayer is what has turned a lot of this country to awareness now, which is very interesting. Um, I don't know if I said this to you guys, but, uh, you know, I get premonitions every once in a while. And I had one about Soros. I think, I don't think I said anything on this after report. Maybe I did. Or, I don't know. You I'm, said it to me. I said it to Trish. And, um, and I don't know if this is anything. It could be just, uh, you know, uh, rumor. It could be, you know what I mean? Internet's great with rumors. But there seems to be this ongoing thing about Soros missing or missing in action or supposed to be, not missing like, but just not there. And I wonder if he did die, if um, if people would keep that secret or, you know, and I just want to mention it because it's something that's I saw again today. And indeed, I had this idea about him and Schwab and some of these people just going by, you know, croaking, you know, Kissinger, you know, the, and that this new world order, I've always seen that they'll never have it. And I know Gates, you know, the head of the, you know, I guess he's the spiritual head in a way, or the high priest, let's say, of, 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 of them. And he keeps, um, you know, pushing this uh, 666 uh, identity, you know, Mark of the Beast thing that he developed at MIT. And um, and it keeps getting farther and farther away. And I just find this to be very, very interesting. See, what's going on here is the people that are actually real people, and there aren't that many real people. I mean, there's a lot more people that are not really human. I mean, they're in bodies. But, and this is something I learned from the gang stalking, we create them. And... Um, we also create situations with our minds that have to do with, uh, you know, uh, um, well, the mind's very powerful, you know, more powerful than there. They understand because, see, the spirit is where the power is, not the brain. And that's the mistake that the CERN scientists, they just keep getting a bigger and bigger penis, you know, thinking that'll do it. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, laughable, except they're dangerous, right? And they're blowing up food. So yeah, we need to make that transition. We need to make, we know, we need to grow food. We need to get uh, in networks with people that do grow food. We need to, you know, we're escaping to an alternative. But that alternative will be, you know, God's will upon the earth. That will be God's will upon the earth. And that's, that's really what they're afraid of. They're afraid of people that pray. Yes. They're afraid of uh, the name Jesus. So that's why I like to say it. They're, but you know, for more reasons than that. But they're afraid of uh, of a praying, you know, a, a pure-hearted, a, a prayer warrior. They're very afraid of. Um, they're they're arresting people now for praying silently. They're they're afraid of all this because it's. They see how it blocks. They see how they've been blocked. They see how they lost the last round. So they're now going into violent... Um, um, Gates is very vindictive. 
And when he didn't get his way with the pandemic, he started, you know, we'll, we'll just go nuclear. You know what I mean? They, they all started going nuclear. And, um, but God has something to say about that. So look, the solution to all this stuff is going to be, you know, going 100% to the Lord, but for, to, 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 to seek the Lord for action, for where you should be, what you should do. Because now is the time where the Lord is going to, um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, um, upend them. Because just look at them. Look at George Soros. Look at Klaus Schwab. These are, you know, people that don't believe in anything. They believe in darkness. Soros wanted to block, last thing he said, he wants to block the sun. Because they just want to live in blackness. So does And death. Right. They, and I told you, if they could grow trees with the roots in the air and the leaves in the ground, they would do it. They just want the opposite of everything that, that God created. And they're pathetic and they're stupid. And I mean, stupid meaning they don't see the forest for the trees. They don't see what's obviously in front of them to see. They don't see what, a, what every simple person could see. Because uh, they're blinded by arrogance. They're blinded by hubris. And um, so they just want to use their money as a brute force against people. And that's causing even more millions and millions to, to awaken. So now we have a real issue. Um, I'm not saying they're not going to launch a new... I'm not, you know, I can't guarantee uh, our safety. But what I can say today is, if the people would now... Um, you know, just be bold in what they know. Speak the truth. It's over. Because now on podcasting and, and the media is not CNN. The media, that's the legacy media. The media is uh, the podcasters. And I always knew podcasting was going to be that, uh, that, that because you can't stop the podcast. You cannot stop it. And so it's, you know, and then now you have agreement between you know, the Alex Jones and Joe Rogan and, you know, so liberals, conservatives, everybody, you know, more and more, even lots and lots of like, you know, Democrats and Republicans coming together against the vaccines, seeing the damage, you know, great athletes like, you know, Kelly Slater and others. It's just too big now. And it's going to Nuremberg. It has to go to a Nuremberg uh, 2.0. A lot of people say, well, no, nothing's going to happen. Well, something's going to happen because uh, the momentum is just too much and it, a lot of this has to be addressed. But just think about it. You were born into the world where you were marked as a slave and a commodity. That's one thing that uh, that guy, um, that he, he died last few years. What was his name? Jordan Maxwell. I forget his name now. But he had shown how... Uh, Birth certificates were really Q-SIP numbers. You know, Q-SIPs are uh, part of the uh, beast, uh, part of the Wall Street system of commodities. And so people were just literally being born as a commodity. And of course, and then what I told you is that all people are monitored. I mean, your whole my whole life. There's not new monitoring coming. What they want to do is go under your skin. But before this... There was monitoring everywhere, okay? I mean, everyone. And what I mean by that is everyone. Um, 
there's a lot of mysterious things that I know about that happen because of the mind. So their entire force of the globalist, of the worlder, of the alien, of the, you know, lizard, of Orion, of the, the entire of Apollo, of Apollyon. The entire purpose of all of it is simply, um, you know, to destroy... Uh, and and really, there's really nothing else to say about it except that God says He will destroy the destroyers. He said, "You know, I will. You know, there will be a day where I will. You know, you will see it." And I believe we're seeing that day now. The destroyers are being thwarted. They're destroyed. They look like deer in the headlights. Some of them. Some of them look very, very frightened. And so they keep pushing forward with their Nazi-like agenda of total darkness, final solution. You know, ending. Um, you know, this, which is what we've always been, I've always known, and I've always known that that's where it would lead. And when I used to say this as a child, you know, because they would always ask me for advice for some reason, adults would, when I was a child, and I would tell them, the path that you're on will lead to destruction. And then, you know, but, and then, you know, they would continue, uh, to, um, you know, um, belittle, I guess, people like us who are not really practical worlders as, you know, fools and go on and, you know, and, and, and make their, their short money and their stupid uh, goals, whatever else it is they wanted to do in this system. Um, but at the end of the day, it led to destruction, even of those individuals. And... I've had the hardest time, even when the you know during the Zephyr report, the churches were on me, and they were trying to tell me that my perception was wrong about you know the world. And I just said, well, the world is the world. It's not, um, you know, it's everywhere. It is, you know, and the people of Satan, who mainly are soulless, you know, are you know there is obstacles, um, but they are. Um, you know, basically uh, everywhere. And the goal is the same, to destroy themselves, number one. And that's really what you're seeing with the nuke thing. They, they don't care if they get destroyed. I mean, they know it's like their duty to die. But then they want to take everyone else with them. And, and it's all always been about, you know, attacking God, the human sacrifice. I don't think there has been a year since 2002, we haven't talked about all this. But we were mocked heavily by the conspiracy community called CIA agents, mocked completely by the church. And I even talked about the Elijah effect in the church, which is going on now. The Elijah effect is throwing out the pastors that were there that were just basically keeping the congregation for the New World Order, you know, keeping a congregation of of future sacrifices you know, keeping them on the page, keep, keeping them in the beast system, keeping them, you know, uh, you know, and I, I told you one time we went into a Calvary chapel and literally the entire congregation turned their backs on me and Trish and we just started laughing and it thwarted the hell out of them. They weren't expecting laughter. But it's, and then, and then they asked me, uh, you know, Jeff, the uh, coffers, uh, 
have been shrinking on, you know, the take, the, the, the money take every week has been shrinking. You, you know anything about that? Like blaming me. And then they want to kill us. And uh, I'm like, a stupid Calvary, like a sort of, uh, you know, IHOP version of Christianity, uh, you, you know, um, you know, the, the pre-trib rapture, all this other, you know, this kind of Chuck Smith thing, you know, this sort of mass-marketed um, uh, fast Jesus is nothing but a club of Satan. And, yeah, and then, and then yeah, they write me and they say, how could you say that? I've gone there. I've never seen any Satan down there. I'm saying, well, you don't, you're not me. It comes to me. When I'm around, all that shit comes out in the open. You know, and uh, I've got witnesses. I mean, you know, Trish will uh, admit to that. Larry will admit to that. Other people have been around me. It just, I don't know why it happens. They just, there's something I'm going to have to do in this life and I'm going to have to get with it. But <laughs> I'm trying to do it, you know, by speaking uh, of, of you know, the things that are happening and the things that are happening are, um, it's, I wouldn't call it a mass awakening. I think what I would call it is a, uh, I think what Isaiah was talking about, the earth being shaken and when Jesus was talking is about it? how the things that were hidden will be revealed, you know, in, in the end. And then there's another mystery here and when Jesus said, you know, Nobody you won't know when the Son of Man is coming, what day. You know, but will you be ready? You know, and then I think the the way the church, you know, quote, commercial church teaches it, and the corrupt church teaches it, is, so therefore you got to stay on the same page every day to be ready, because you never know when the Son of Man is going to come. But what I think that also means, it's got a dual meaning, is that they... Hey, Benson don't know. No. Because hidden in the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation is not about um, no. the just the unveiling of the truth. The book of Revelation is the establishment of God's kingdom in the lives of uh, created souls. It's the, it's the establishment. It's the burning off of the dross, if you like. Right? It's the burning away of everything that's false to reveal the, the, the hidden jewel in it all, in life, in souls, in God, in the spirit, that, um, that will be the forever thing. All the things these people are doing right now are temporary. Everything about, I mean, Klaus Schwab, look, look at how shriveled that guy is. Look at him. You know, and, and even even like Harari, no, we're hackable animals. Well, yeah, because he doesn't have a soul. He can be like an alien. That's fine. But that's not me. You know, I would... Well, I'd love a chance to go at him, but, you know, in, a, in any kind of debate, it would be uh, hilarious. But, uh, you know, but, but how can you debate someone that denies life exists? How can you, de- how can you debate someone who denies logic? Or who denies, um, you know, the, the sun's in the sky. Well, let's debate that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing the disconnect. So they feel there's like, you know, so the the soulless ones, the ones who decide to, they're going to beat God, and um, they're going to ascend, and they're going to have the singularity, and therefore be. 
you know, they're not going to die. Their consciousness will go on and they'll be able to keep having some kind of life in the digital quantum realm. Um, it's complete folly, which is, you know, it's, 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 it's literally untrue. There is no autonomy in the quantum realm. God's in the quantum realm too. God's will is in the quantum realm. If God doesn't want a quantum uh, equation to be solved, even though it could be solved, God will block it. If God doesn't want CERN, he'll block it. If God doesn't want um, nuclear war, he'll block it. If it does happen, then there's some kind of other reason that he's got that people, you know, the need to see the absolute futility. I mean, if there is a nuclear war, even a limited one, I guarantee you this, the backlash would be so severe, there would never be another Satan anything. People would just hunt down Satanists. Um, the pedophiles showed their, their, their faces while well, saying mm-hmm. Pizzagate doesn't exist and then and now Pizzagate's all out in the open. Okay, so it's all there. The pedophile's been pushing for this child sex acceptance and, and you know, really showing who who's on who's down, like Jimmy Kimmel, you know, another guy that was defending the uh, pedos and defending Epstein and the island, defending the in- indefensible. God wants his children protected, and that means he doesn't want them raped and, you know, and stabbed to death and have their blood drinking. And they, he doesn't want that. You know, he wants children to be protected and to thrive. Yes. So, you know, so and anyone who would think anything different than that is has no life, has no soul, is not human. You're not human if you decide to um, kill children. You know, let's say kill children for pleasure. Then you're not a human being. A human being, uh, by its very nature, the way God made us, you know, has, you know, empathy. Has a feeling of connection with life and with other humans. So, it's all just really, 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 really very simple... I know there's a need to, for many years I would bitch slap a lot of these people and then I realized that, well, all I really have to do is go into a Starbucks and sit there. And after about 10 minutes, the whole place starts like, they run out of stuff, they're arguing, there's people screaming and, you know, and then eventually it it just, we clear the room. And that hasn't happened um, 50% of the time. You know, I would say that's happened about 80% of the time. And it's because of the, you know, what you have in you, your spirit. It, it's already written. Anything you're going to say, anything I'm going to say here today, it's already written. And so you carry a very powerful, you know, you carry God in you. So you go into a place that's all into, you know, all this awful stuff. And if you don't say anything, if you just walk in there and sit there, you're going to see things erupt. And you already have. And those things that erupt uh, are, you know, you're doing God's work. I've told a lot of you that, you know, if you can just stand there, you're doing a great service for humanity and for God. You know, that's that's all you, you got. Other people want to risk their lives. Other people are called to do, uh, to feed children, you know, to have charities. Other people are, you know, just people are led different ways. But, um, 
it is a contest in a sense, um, or a test, if you will, to um, to to show who we are. But even when I'm losing, even when I'm on my deathbed, even when I was being you know tortured, and even when in their captivity even when I just wanted to get along with you guys and just play by the rules, look like I would sell out anywhere if I could, I remained God's child in all of that. I succeeded even though I would have... I, I thought I had failed. I would have gladly failed. And um, so those were victories for the Lord, and those were victories for me. You know, sometimes when people are tortured, they lose consciousness, and they'll, you know, they'll say, oh, "I love Satan, I hate God." Well, you know, they'll say stuff, but it has to be said with the heart, not just bending a knee. And so there we have another aspect: the accuser, Satan, wants to say, "Well." Zeph said this when he was under duress. He, he sold you out, Lord. You know, under duress. Zeph is guilty. Let me torture him. You know, so there's that going on at the same time. So Satan becomes a tool of God in a sense because what we're going through is a bloody mess, but what we're going through has nothing to do with our, you know, our final, you know, who we really are ultimately. We come here with amnesia. We don't know who we are. If we knew who we were, you wouldn't even have this Klaus Schwab or anything happening because every one of us is very powerful. And when I say power, you know, the greatest power in the world is in the meek. Okay, but that's, see, that's metaphysics. That's what Jesus tried to teach, but he, he kind of fell on deaf ears because the people Jesus was teaching at that time were not able to really, except for the closer disciples, they weren't able to really understand even with the parables, they couldn't understand. Um, in fact, you know, Jesus would kept would keep, you know, apologizing to the Father. You know, Lord, forgive them; they know not what they do. And, and at the same time, you know, Jesus is functioning as a human. It's like, well, but they do know what they do because God is is God has made them to do what they do. God knew what they would be doing. And God knew they would crucify Christ. God knew they would, would, would torture Christ. And God knew they would torture Christ for nothing wrong. The very important thing. For doing nothing wrong. So, yeah, today I'm kind of rambling a little bit. And uh, jumping around. Sorry. Uh, but back to the how it started. You know, talking about Roseanne and some of her concepts about uh, souls, soulless people, people that aren't people, things like that. I found that to be uh, pretty helpful, but not not all of it exactly the way I see it or the way I've... Uh, I like it to be very simple. You know, just I want the simple truth that we can see. And uh, remember I used to tell you about in gang stalking, how the people that you saw there that that did whatever they did to you, that organized around you and gaslit you and 
parked their car in front of you so they couldn't leave and, and you know all that kind of stuff and then you'd see the next day it was okay some of the same people you'd see it, it didn't seem to be happening it's because what you were in and this is hard to understand but the people that you saw aren't real and the thing that happened to you wasn't real and what, what was happening is you, you got put into a spell it's really more akin to a, a dark magic or a curse you got put into a situation like being put on a stage in another dimension where this is happening and then suddenly it isn't and that can drive and then you go tell someone about it and they say you sound paranoid and psychotic and you need uh, psychiatric medication you know, you're sick or whatever and you know so that becomes the goal of the, so many people treat it like that and it's because they don't realize when things are up and, and running and you know they don't understand that the mind the body the space the atmosphere the milieu can be altered by you and you know, in concert with God or whatever, but I mean, they don't understand that it can go back to normal, and then you go, I don't know what happened, as if a victim, it's like, no, uh, you know, the, the, when when that was happening, and they started, you know, whistling and laughing and making you a laughing stock and blocking you and, you know, trying to get you in trouble, which is something we've been through, trying to get you sued, trying to get, you know, anything like that, um, uh, at the heart of all of it is you know the, when it's going on is lack of faith and the lack of taking responsibility for you having been a part of creating it no. proven by the fact that the people that you see next they look exactly like the people that you thought were, were doing it to you but they're not and another thing I've noticed is that in these gang stalking situations where people have these testimonies of being targeted individuals, they end up being divided all against each other and blaming the other one and saying, you see, they're evil. And I, I've seen this. I, I, haven't, I haven't participated in it, but I watch it happen. What? Can you hold on to him for a minute? Okay. Uh, and I've watched it happen to where people become divided and they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're like lovey-dovey prayer partners and the next thing you know, they're, they're having some kind of a, an issue or a spat or something and, and then later realizing then they get back together and, and feeling like, well, what happened back there? Because we're friends. We're of the same spirit. We love each other. Why are we doing this? And, um, or better... Why is this happening? Who's throwing this on us? Who's, who's, who's creating this spell or this uh, dark magic that's hurting us? And we've been... We don't talk about it much on the Zeph Report because, you know, it, you know, the enemy's listening and there are people throwing things. But all that discernment about whether it's being thrown or whatever, just realize this. The whole point of all of it is to divide and conquer. So if they can get that targeted individual to be that individual without any support, and then you know ultimately suicide, um, then you know they win. That's how they win. 
if you look at politics, all they want to do is divide and conquer. It's the same thing. And so that is really what it's all about. That's what it's leading to. Or, and this has happened to me several times, where they all turn on you. You know, or they all uh, they all um, want to influence you or whatever. You're not really, you know, you're your own person. And they all get mad or whatever. Um, the only way to handle that is is really, first of all, you're in spiritual warfare. Second of all, it really doesn't matter what other people think. You're an individual. You're allowed to think your own thoughts. And, you know, people are, um, if they're not strong in the faith, they will be influenced by all kinds of things. Gossip, uh, something they read, um, a feeling of weakness, like they, they want to have... You know, they they feel like they have to get their way or do something or whatever it is, and, and and or make making a case against other people. What ends up happening to them is they wind up alone, which is maybe that's the point. But when you're alone, meaning you know in the spirit that you have, um, you know, like a paranoid, you know, hatred of you know everyone's out to get you type of thing and you're alone like that, then you are very, very vulnerable. And that's not really the nature, I think, of, um, you know, true Christ-centered people, you know, Jesus people. It's not really the nature to be, you know, isolated and then, you know, wanting everyone to fail and hate and all that. That's not really the... That, that's the world. The world wants to hate. The world wants to divide. Now they're dividing on this transgender thing and you know many other things, you know, skin color or whatever. They do that. Satan does that. That's Satan. So if it has the earmarks of Satan, if it's got the fit and finish of Satan, uh, you know, coming at you, and it could be your own family, your own friends, your own, you know, people can suddenly get some a string of information, and then it's like, are you sure these people are, you know? And then they doubt, they're doubting themselves, or they doubt you, or the, you know, things start getting suspicious and weird. That's the devil. Because the real, because there is no real crisis, and there is no reason to doubt the Lord. So there's no reason to go there. There's no reason to entertain your intellect in developing a case on somebody. I'll just take Elon, my good one for me lately was Elon Musk, and I said, I call him the Antichrist, because of that little outfit he wore, that Baphomet thing, you know. Now, I don't know if he is or not. I didn't give it much mind after that, and I'm not sure what, you know, game he's playing on there. Uh, I'm glad he's helping the Internet, and, you know, but we'll take it a step at a time. But, um, you know, I'm not using the costume as a as a reason to hate i'm just noticing it and moving on meaning i'm open to um using twitter or you know uh contemplating elon in a positive way i'm not i'm not saying with well, that piece of evidence is what it will kill it on a guy like bill gates though i it's you know different because we have enough evidence to show that he is anti world anti life anti planet anti-people, anti-environment, um, anti-pretty much anti-Christ. So, you know, there has to be some discernment. 
Um, anyway, I've also noticed too that um, see, she took. Come on, Benz. She took Eli out there, and you know, and we're in a field somewhere, and uh, Eli is, you know, walking around, and Benz just can't stand it. And the the problem has been that we've. Uh, you know, when both of them are out there, Ben's been hard to handle, but we're we're getting it. He's getting older. We're gonna get him some training as well for um, uh, a few things. But he's also learned a lot, and he's great with other dogs. He just loves other dogs. So it's a we didn't know that until this. Uh, so that's Ben's. He's gonna be back in a minute, Ben. So the dividing and conquering of the world, you know, and then and families and individuals, and then there's things like, you know, jealousy and envy and all those things that divide people. Uh, the, de- the devil keeps at it um, because if people loved each other, this horror that's going on now would be over. If you truly love people, that you would love children and you would defend them. We would defend them. We wouldn't allow them to be trafficked. But the reason we allow them to be trafficked is because people have a job in the beast system and they don't want to rock the boat because they got to feed their family so they don't say anything and they go vote and they go see the game and they pretend that law enforcement's going to take care of it and uh, they've got nothing more to do with it. That's, that's, that's Satan at work. You know, uh, bringing in every filthy thing there is and, and having people accept it. And, you know, because if they don't, they'll lose their job. If they don't, they'll lose their provision. If they don't, they'll lose their, their ability to survive. And so people then are actually doing things that they would consider to be themselves very evil and, you know, maybe trying to make up for it at church or I don't know how you make up for it. You know, but I think as more awareness comes in, there will be less, you know, there will be less and less uh, success on the devil's side. I mean, you know, Satan's been very successful and the worlders have been very successful in divide, conquer. You know, everything they come up with is a bad idea, though. Everything they want to do is, and, and they have hundreds of these ideas and they're all related in that they're all inversions of life. You know, invert the sun, invert the population. So yesterday I drove all day long without even seeing another car, let alone it's just nothing but beautiful farmland. Getting ready for the planting now, and it's just all tilled and ready to go, and the soil looks good, and it's it's all amazing. It's just amazing. It's just you know, nothing but uh, space, and no humans really much anywhere. He said, "Well, shouldn't there be people out here?" You know, uh, but you see, they have people hornswoggled into thinking that we're overpopulated. And we're not. And it's just, it's a, it's an amazing... Can you hold on to your... Uh, I, yeah, I, it's, it's an amazing thing. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Get up there. Okay. Be right back, folks. Come on, Eli. 
Come on. Be right there, dead air, Archer. Dead air! <laughs> Come on, Eli. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Moving around the bus. It's the school bus. But um, uh, anyway, back to the back to the you know reaction to to Roseanne Barr. I think she has a lot of good ideas, but I thoroughly disagree with this idea of being. This idea of, 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 you know, saying, I have MPD. I, you know, now people have labeled me with MPD and they just say that I'm denying it. But you've been around me. You're my handler. Right. <laughs> okay, we can't trust people. But anyway, no, the, I mean, you know. And what they, did they say I was a, a FBI? Or they, well, they told me CIA? to, you know, go get help. You sound just like my, my father's a schizophrenic. You sound just like him. You know, it's, it's just like, you know, you know, please get yourself some help, see? Um, you know, and stuff like that, which is, you know, is, is, is amazing. But, um, you know, the truth of it is, I can't identify that to myself. I can't say I am MPD. I was a trauma-based um, survivor. Um, no, I am a human being. Christ-centered, Jesus-centered, believe in Jesus. Jesus believes in me. We have a relationship. And so that's my identity. I'm a Jesus guy, I guess you could say. Not MPD or, or you know, paranoid or borderline. One time they labeled me like 10 different labels. Borderline personality, paranoid psychotic, and whatever else. And that, that was like... I remember when I first met you, and you told, They had to convince me that I was... You told me all these labels, and I said, right. that's, that's BS. Well, it turns out it is BS, because is. in Christ, there's not two Zephs or three Zephs. There's one. And I don't flip into, you know, uh, you know this personality or that personality. It seems that since, since walking with the Lord, everything has become focused on whatever the next thing is, and... I seem to see myself as a as a single entity, you know, but open for you know more creative thought, more expansion, whatever, and thinking. But it's the same person, although I may not even understand what that is. You know what I mean? The more you, but that's a philosophical question. What what is a person? So I'm I'm um, I, I you know that that's one. Uh, thing that I was thinking about the interview that I think that uh, I don't think Alex really has a clue what she's talking about and um, what's the other thing it they, was they got along really well yeah they get along uh, but uh, but see that when you start self-labeling like that that's like putting the world's label on you you know she is a you know and and, and she also calls herself a, a spirit and a you know truth teller and you know um uh, you know, like a, a Jewish acolyte and a, a really, uh, really interesting interview, very fascinating conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's fascinating is all the similarities, and you know, that's the only thing I really disagreed with was this idea that when people are in Christ, they they they're still what they you know are, 
And I suppose if someone cut my arms off, I could say, well, I still don't have arms, I'm in Christ. I guess you could make an argument that way, but I don't see her as, as MPD. Um, I like the way she, she classified even if she were the to, whole evil satanic uh, situation yeah, as yeah. being a pedophile... Uh, a pedocracy, I like to call it. But yeah, it's all about... Um, you know, harming children because that's who God favors. So that's, we've always known that. We've always tried to bring that truth out. The Zeph report's going on, I don't even know how many years old. Is this 21 or? Uh, yeah, 21 years coming up on March 9th. And always for, you know, a small select audience, but then some of these reports get all, they go all over the place. You know, you find them in Russia and China. <laughs> But the thing is, is that um, it's all very, very, very simple in the end. And when we're going through this extreme spiritual warfare and the gang talking, when you know, abandoned by your friends, uh, lies told about you online, um, all those things, it has to be given. The, the, or, the protocol on that is it goes to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm suffering the same persecution as you. They've, they've borne false witness against me. They're saying things that are not true. They're, they're um, you know, conspiring against me. Even, you know, David would cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, they're all conspiring against me because I'm king. And they're all trying to bring me down. And, and Lord, have you, you've abandoned me, Lord? You know? So there, there, there is, there, that is the only protocol we've been given is to take it that way. And keep giving it to the Lord. And then, you know, just like Job's friends, Job would do well not to take their advice. Oh, you must have done this or that to the Lord. Yeah. And, oh, you're not living right, Job, or that wouldn't happen to you when it had nothing to do with Job. You know, when those guys are just ignorant. I found that when we um, had troubles with this, you know, 13 year old bus, when we had, uh, uh, well, that's what I wanted. I wanted. You know, this vintage thing. I, cool. I wanted, I got what I wanted. I didn't want anything fancy or new, really. Just, uh, you know, a bus versus a, 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 a house of cardboard on a, on a chassis. And, um, but they all acted like experts, you know what I mean? And as soon as that thing was off the lot and there's an issue with a check trans light that comes on, nobody. I said, okay, where's the... Uh, Engine retarder or Jake brake switch? Nobody. Um, a light comes on. It says check trans. He goes, well, what's the light look like? It's, it looks kind of like a light bulb. He goes, oh, that means you got to change your light bulb. We are talking, Retarded. you know, uh, interstate freeway, bus, um, you know, can't afford to break down, that sort of thing. Um, uh, you, you know, and there are... Uh, um, you know, just an amazing amount of ignorance. And then as I'm looking, I'm noticing that the people who did the conversion, the coach, they usually have a, a manual of all they've done, like, you know, uh, what vendors are used and, you know, who the plumbing thing is and who the electronics are, what the passwords are, what, nothing. No manual whatsoever. And we'll hunt it down. But I'm just saying, okay, so that was the game. So the Lord, in... And the way they were handling it is they were basically doing, 
you know, like a gang stalking 101 to get us out of there. So they, you know, they just, it was just really, you know, an amazing, um, they must have known how ignorant they were and how impotent they were at answering any questions about, they know nothing about this bus. They know nothing about anything. And they're just, you know, there to make a buck and blah, 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 and get you out of there. Okay, fine. But then when there was, you know, they said, you know, call if you need anything. Okay, fine. And then there's no answer, and then you refer it here or there, and then there's basically a wall of, like, like almost like you could just say gang stalking, and, you know, people, um, you know, they, 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 you know, you show up the next day, they're going to fix something, and, and then the, the guy that was there before, he's not there when you're there because they're avoiding you. And it's... uh it's really quite unbelievable. But the way it had to be handled, since it was like, you know, two people versus 20, is the only way it could be handled is it had to be given to the Lord. And there had to be, um, you know, returning good for evil going on. And there had to be keeping your wits about you. And there had to be politeness. And there had to be patience. And the only way that that could happen, and there had to be a lack of panicking, and, you know, especially when you're broken down on the highway and, you know, it's very dangerous. So there had to be, you know, you had to have a calm demeanor and you had to, to keep your wits about you and you had to have a plan of what next. And the plan is always going to be Jesus. So we would pray and, you know, there would be some help and pray and then there'd be something else and we'd pray and then a little, you know, a little more light on the subject. And finally, the long and the short of it is by the time we pulled into Houston, we... Um, uh, join the, uh, uh, the the bus, the Prevo bus. You know, they're all, you know, made by Volvo and connected. And so we found the center, the service center for the Prevo bus in Houston, an actual center. That's all they do. And we got to be friends with them and signed up. And, you know, you go in all this gleaming. And there's like five buses that look like this one in the bays. And they said, you know, you're going to, you're a drive-thru, you're going to have to wait. So we waited in the bus, and, you know. And after a while, they took care, they got involved and took care of it. And, you know, they said, this is this, that's that. The, the door wouldn't shut, right? Uh, and the, they, they didn't even, we didn't even know there was something wrong with the door. They fixed that. And uh, went out on a, you know, test drive and nailed a bunch of stuff down. But anyway, it finally got into the right network of people. And, um, you know, down the right road. And uh, and that uh, that that of course those lights those error codes were you know cleared, and um, you know then we're uh, good to go. But I also realized that you know, these buses break down sometimes with tourists in them, because right? it's the same bus only with seats, and they break down, and there they are. You know you've seen them on the side of the road like like such and such tours, and uh, what's that bus driver going to do? Well, there are networks of, you know, people that can be contacted to, to help deal with that situation. And that's why it's probably better if you do a lot of driving to be hooked into a network like that, a professional network that deals with, you know, what you have than uh, a retail consumer motorhome thing, which and we heard about this one couple that broke down and they took it back to Ford. I guess it was a problem with the engine. I guess they had the big Ford engine in there, a big Ford gas engine. We were really they, they took it back there, and uh, they said, well, that part's going to be two months. 
So their RV trip, whatever that was, ruined. They had to go home. And whenever it gets fixed, <clears throat> if it does, then they'll be uh, back to continue their trip. So, see, relatively speaking, you know, I didn't have any, you know, I felt pretty fortunate. And, and again, it's just, it would have been so easy to panic and start, um, I mean, I admit I had a pretty, you know, negative attitude about the way we were treated, but it, but the, the faith in God, the constant prayer, every moment uh, led to solution after solution. In fact, I'd say a, at least a half dozen solutions that were crucial that if we didn't make those decisions, um, well, we wouldn't be talking to you now. Okay, so, you know, that's, you know, that's all I can say. But now, now if, if the bus went off the bridge and we're, we're, we're sinking down in the, in the Mississippi River down to the bottom and, and, and the doors are all locked and, and we can't get out, I guess we'll be seeing the Lord at that point. There's no. nobody we could really call. Chew on that. Do not. But, um, Do not. Keeps trying to yeah, I know, I know. We're, you know. When I get home, we'll be a little more focused on these. But I want to get back to these F reports and just give, uh, a, you, know, uh, you know, reach out and give a little bit of a blessing out there just to know that things really are quite potentially awesome. And what we, you know. What do you think about uh, Robert uh, Kennedy Jr.? I think it's great. Uh, he's gotten his support from his wife to go ahead and uh, run for president against Biden. I think he's he's a great guy. I just my 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 point is is that um, you know the Lord is certainly uh, delivering, and um, a lot of what people have predicted did not happen, at least not yet. It, it's really been interesting to me to see all the people that we've met on the road, basically all of them, all of them, the techs, everybody. Yeah. They've all been with the Lord, they're walking with the Lord, and they're all aware of what our government is doing to us with this pandemic, Yeah, and they're all aware of how corrupt the government is, right. they're all aware, and they're, they're not going to go along with it. Well, I, see, that was the point. In the very beginning, we talked about the satanic pedophile networks, and, you know, people thought, well... They're just perverts that like that like kids. No, 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 no. They're they're perverts, all right, but they they like killing kids. <laughs> that oh, we killed five hundred thousand of them in Iraq. A, a small price to pay, says Madeleine Albright. You understand? These are not these are God's enemies, right? And they got in charge of everything, as you know, Satan had the institution. But you know, for the individual to thrive. You thrive, you will cause hundreds of others to thrive as well in the spirit. The spirit's the real food. You know, at the end of the day, that's where that's where the joy is going to come from anyway. And um, that's where the final resting point, that's where the, the, the end of this story is going to be a story of ascend into, you know, into spirit. And that's something the, the others can't do. But I think more and more you're going to notice that Around you are people that don't, as Roseanne put it on that show, she said they're soulless, and I agree. They are, I wondered, like, when we were kids, how they all could go along, and they were ganging up on me, you know, they're all just naturally mean, 
and they used to be friends. And I wondered, well, how could they do that so easily? And then I realized they gave up their souls if they had them, or maybe they didn't have them to begin with, but they were from families that had already sold out to the new world or to the world system, and that world system's been here from day one. So those kids all became influenced by their parents. They became a chip off the old block. So they became a mean, nasty, Satanist, you know, Antichrist figure. But they delude themselves by saying, we're doing good in the world. I'm working. And then I, I started realizing after I was driving across the country that a lot of these jobs are going to go away. You know, the insurance company, the this, the that, the, uh, you know, the manufacturing, the... Um, you know, things, the patterns people have had, even games, just just even, even you know, uh, manners or comedy. It's all of it, to me, is manufactured. It just seems like, again, a lot of these jobs, a lot of things that people are doing, a lot of the routines people have, none of it's real. It's all based on what was here before, the B system. What's coming has got nothing to do with that. What's coming has nothing to do with having a routine and living in a, a you know, a, a suburban um, uh, claptrap, uh, you, you know, little, uh, you know, what do you call this, um, tract house, and, and you, you know, having your, you know, Toyota whatever and driving into, uh, you, having your parking place at the, at the insurance company going and, you know, doing what you do and, and, I'm just thinking insurance for now, but I could apply it to any, you know, kind of company. And all these companies are already irrelevant. That's why they told people not to come to work. They're irrelevant, but that doesn't mean you go to some new world order. That just means that what we had going here before is based on the B system. What is coming is not going to be based on that. We are not going to base the new, this new world that's emerging and I guess it's emerging really on the ashes. What we're witnessing now are the ashes of a nuclear, you know. They didn't launch the weapons, but to me, every town I'm looking at looks like ashes. They all look empty. They all look dead. So that's not the future, you know. We were obsessed with things, and we would never tell ourselves the truth. We would tell ourselves, uh, you know... Uh, that, you know, you leave it to Beaver or something with Disneyland. We, would, we wouldn't tell our, ourselves the truth about it, but then secretly, uh, through initiations and things, tell kids coming up, you know, the truth so they could make a living. Uh, chip off the old block. I'm proud of my son. It's like, proud of your son? He's part of the same network that kills kids, that rapes kids? Maybe you raped your son, you know? That stops. Okay, and that unfortunately is the basis of our world. Is the harming of children? It's like all of it has to do with that. The entire structure, every business, every innovation has to do with that because that's where the real money comes from. Isn't that awful? But see, when you say something like that ten, fifteen years ago. They would, they would, you know, say, well, that, that, this guy's insane. That makes no sense. I'm putting food on the table. I'm not, no, you're doing that. Uh, and you're, you know, your tax money is going to fund killing children in Iraq. No, they don't see a connection.
without that money, and tax money, we wouldn't have wars going on around the world. We need war, i.e. killing innocent people, in order to exist ourselves. And we also need abortion. And all of that's needed, so Satan will give us the blessing of being prosperous. And then when someone questions it, you dare say, oh, you are being a pariah. We're going to reject you because you're questioning it. Do you realize what a embarrassment a guy like that is who would say something like that? What what an absolute... Uh, well, again, I don't think there's much of a soul there. Well, you know, it's tough. I had to... I had to really... Uh, you know, I know it's an ugly world. It's awful, but I got to do what I got to do to feed my family. It's like, hey, Buster, who told you to have a family, you idiot? What is that, copying mom and dad? You got to copy them on everything they do? They're big hypocrites. And so are you. So what are you going to do now? Here, uh, let me give you a suggestion. Repent. Ask God to forgive you, and he will, and then, you know, join the forces of light. And get at it. Don't be in... Like, act like you're an ignorant fool. Like, play dumb. You know exactly what's going on. Yeah, well, you know, you talk like that, you won't be around long. Oh, only 70 years. God loves people to talk like I talk. God loves people to talk about him. And whenever we're talking about the B system, we're also talking about God and what God's going to do. And God's going to end it. And I don't know where this little streak of, you know, victory is going to go, how far this is going to go, but and when I say victory, I don't mean that means the economy will be there or anything, you know, anything you used to know will be there. I'll say this about the future. Everything that we knew, everything that has been predicted, everything that we thought uh, could be blown away as if it were in a nuclear war. Because it's become irrelevant. Go to downtown. We, were, we went through downtown Mobile, Alabama. Nice little downtown, like kind of like Memphis. And um, he, he, the scary thing about it, or, or Amarillo, Texas. The scary thing about it is, it's, you know, it's like going back into the past when things were relevant. You know, and a Louisville slugger was relevant. Rock and roll was relevant. You know, the the big game. The big comedy. All I can think about is winning the big game. Yeah, but what about this other thing? Oh, no, we don't look at that. That's a good way to get yourself uninvited to everything. Oh, to mention Jesus, you mean? Or, the, or um, otherwise abbreviated as that. I owe all my success to the corruption. Without the corruption... We wouldn't be zillionaires. Yes, but you also had to do things that if, uh, you know, there was a law enforcement, you'd be in jail for life for. Yeah, well, we're not supposed to look at that. So, yeah. Once again. Anyway, what's been set in motion is epic. And um, I hope it continues... I think this pandemic 
uh, exposure, the fact they failed with that is um, going to bring benefits to people waking up and being bold enough to speak the truth, and you're seeing it already. And um, all it takes is people saying the truth. Amen. This stuff goes away. And, you know, please go ahead and arrest Gates and those kind of guys. And Soros, I don't know if he's even here anymore. But, you know. Interesting that he's disappeared. um, I think that what's exciting about the future is new technologies are going to be able to come in now. You know, we don't have to. the, The digital thing is one thing, but there's others. No, he's. It's my only shoes. All right, getting ready to go. Okay, everybody. Well, happy Sunday. And um, I'm going to try to be as relevant as I can about the, um, you know, what I've witnessed in the country. What I've witnessed in the country so far is um, out with the old, like a lot of depression and businesses out of work, you know, all that. But also a new hope uh, in the truth. And so... It may be hard. It may it, they may punish us for it. But who are they? Are they God? So we take our case to the Lord for protection. God bless you each and every one, and we'll see you next round, next time around.